Welcome back to another episode of the Ring 'em Up podcast, man. Do we have some some very devastating news going on in the game of baseball? You know that broke last night, but obviously we'll get all into that. We'll make sure we take the in depths. Carlos, how are you today? Not good. I mean, Yankees still suck. Nothing's changed. Uh, joke of an organization. Brian Cashman <laughs> still hasn't been fired. But uh, other than that, we're doing good. I mean, there's been some good baseball. For some teams, and uh, some other teams have seemed to cool down big time. Yeah, it's getting very interesting, man. So August is, you know, coming to an end here. We got about a week left now, right, uh, in the month of August, and then so September baseball. I mean, doesn't it doesn't get much better than September baseball. A lot of teams in the hunt, a lot of teams making some serious push. But obviously starting off with the big news that broke last night, Shohei Otani done pitching for the year. He's got a minor tear, I believe they said it was, in his UCL, which is never a good sign. Never a good sign, and it's worth mentioning that he has had Tommy John surgery in the past. He got it in 2018, so he's, what, five years removed from, a, you know, a TJ? Um, that's not good. He is still going to hit from what they're saying. Which... In my mind, uh, again, I guess I'm not an expert. I'm no, uh, you know, I don't specialize in Tommy John and UCLs and stuff like that. But I couldn't imagine any more movement or any more pressure, I guess, on the elbows good for it. I mean, even, I mean, why risk it? Well, in general, in general, you know. Right. Like, I I guess if it can work. I mean, Bryce Harper, obviously, that's what he came back from and he was doing it. He's got that big old cast. He's got that giant, yeah. But he also has that repaired, so it's not like it was. That's, it's yeah. not like it's torn. You know what I mean? Like, and he's coming repaired. off of a little bit of a like a healing yeah. time. Yeah, right? he did so. do like his rehab and stuff. Otani has a tear, and it's not like it's fixed right now. Like, it literally, is. it literally just happened. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's not good, man. It's uh, for a team that went all in for a team that you know did a lot. At, you know, at the trade deadline to try to be a playoff team, uh, that's not good to lose a guy like that. I mean, to be fair, they did a lot, but it wasn't a lot that was beneficial, in my opinion. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it hurts now because you traded your some of your better prospects. You know what I mean to try to get the guys so that you they can help Trout and Otani. Because not to mention, Trout's also back on the IL forty eight hours after he just got reinstated. Wasn't it twenty four? I swear he got he went on the IL today, right? Today Thursday or yesterday Wednesday? Well, yesterday, yeah. And yesterday, I think he got Wednesday, reinstated I think he got, Monday, no? No, I think it was Tuesday that oh. he got called back up. Either way, right? One or the other, 24, 48 hours, it's not a good sign that you're back on the IL just right after he got Played reinstated. one game, yep. He played one game and returned right back to the IL with uh, that left wrist that was uh, bothering him earlier on in the year. Um, yeah, this sucks for the Angels. It's it's a devastating loss. Uh, I mean... You don't lose one, but both of your but guys. But both of your stars. Yeah. I mean, not that it makes a difference. Honestly, the team has been terrible with them, so... I don't think losing them. It just, it just, it sucks as a baseball fan. Yeah. Seeing you know Otani highlights, seeing Trout highlights. I mean, Trout's been banged up a little bit this year, but not seeing Otani on the mound is gonna hurt. And like they said, they're keeping him on the you know in the lineup as a DH, which again, I mean, that's in my head risky. But again, I don't you know who am I to say anything? He is their leader in everything when it comes to batting. He's batting three hundred four, has ninety seven runs. 44 bombs, 91 RBIs, and has stolen 17 back. So again, leading the team in every offensive category, and pitching. I mean, if it wasn't if he wasn't a closer, then he would be leading that too. But it hurts, man. And like I said, it sucks as a baseball fan, not necessarily just for the Angels, but it sucks for all of baseball. He's a 
very, I mean, he's easily the MVP of the American League this year still, I think, even if he doesn't pitch anymore. I was about to say, who's who's uh, who, who would be, I guess, the next guy? I guess, first and foremost, is he still going to be your MVP winner? And uh, who would be next behind him? I guess, I mean, we were talking about it with someone at work today. We were like, because clearly he's a front runner. I mean, there's nobody that's had a better year. Nobody that that you can say compares to what he's been doing. But now he misses pretty much a little bit over a month on the mound, right? So he's going to lose out on what maybe four starts, give or take one, right? One per week, usually. Yeah, Yeah, one per week usually, right? So they they do go uh, six man rotation for the Angels. So yeah, so one per week, say. So he's missing out on four or five starts, right? Um, Does that? I guess does that make it enough for him not to win the MVP? You, I guess, and if not, who who's I guess number two? Who's right behind him? Right. Well, according to uh, this website, the betting odds are Kyle Tucker would be next in line. Um, don't know. I mean, we can look at the numbers there, and then Corey Seager is also uh, in the running. That's what I was thinking when we were talking about it at work. Was Corey Seager? But I guess Kyle Tucker has also had a really really. And Corey year. Seager has missed time this year. That is so. That's probably what's got him in third now. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, as of right now, obviously, I still think you know. Uh oh, Seager's going on IL again. <laughs> All that guy knows. He just fouled the ball off. We are watching the end of this uh, Texas Rangers game right now. The Tex Rangers were up five three when it started in the when I started watching in the sixth. Uh, the Twins are currently up 7-5. Will Smith gave up a massive mammal shot with two guys on. I yeah, believe the ball was one guy. I mean, that ball was. That ball was hunt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Twins are up 7-5 right now. And, again, we've talked, you know, mad trash about the, the AL Central. You know what I mean? Being a weak division that it is. The Rangers are on a little bit of a slump. But uh, you got, you know, the Twins showing that they can, they can compete a little bit maybe. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. But yeah, I mean, it hurts, right? So, Otani, uh, Otani going down and and being that MVP front runner. You know what I mean? Everything that comes with him being up there. You still think he gets he wins the MVP? My gut feeling says yes right now. Um, again, I think what he's done up to now. I mean, he has forty four bombs, ninety one RBIs, and is batting three oh four. Kyle Tucker. And this is just offensive stats. He's batting 293, so less. Has 95 RBIs, which is four more than Otani. And only has 25 bombs compared to Otani's 44. Wow. So, again, there's still a big margin there. So, I would think the only way he doesn't is if Kyle Tucker goes berserk in this next month and hits fucking, I mean, 20 bombs in a month is a lot and not doable unless you're Otani. But... I, I don't seen crazier things. That's right? what I'm saying. Exactly. So I don't. I mean, I don't see the MVP changing at all. I still think Otani wins it. But what I what comes to my mind is what's what's next? What's next for that team? For that? For his future? Like I mean, for I mean, I mean, it kind of goes into it, right? I mean, he's he's a free agent this year. He's a free agent. What what is what does this mean to that to well, that five to that half a billion? Plus that you know we've been talking about him getting. Right. What does this mean for that? that that's where uh, he was expected to be the first five hundred you know mil kind of guy, and if he can't pitch, you're not giving him that kind of money. That's kind of where I'm at too. I mean, it kind of sucks because, because okay. So think about it like this: if he can't pitch, or if he's getting Tommy John next year, so I mean, even if he gets Tommy John, he's not going to come back and just DH. No. 
So he obviously is going to have to do something. My thing is, we saw what uh, Judge got last year. He got, what was it, four? No. Aaron Judge got, let me see real quick. He got a good amount. He got, sure. well, yeah. He got 360 for nine years. And in my mind, and I'm not just, and I probably because I'm biased, but Aaron Judge to me is probably top three hitters, if not the best hitter in baseball. Yeah, but I mean, you can say that about Otani too. Well, exactly my point. But he got 360 and he's an outfielder. If Otani's just going to be a DA, and Judge is a plus outfielder. He's a plus outfielder when healthy. Yeah, he had his broken toe this year, but again. I mean, I think if Otani's done pitching, I think you can throw him out in the outfield. Fuck, maybe even teach him how to play a little bit of first base. The dude's fucking, what, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, like, <laughs> teach him how to play one of those positions. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's the kind of athlete that you can kind of throw him anywhere and he's going to figure out how to play it. Right. You no, know I agree. I mean? Yeah, no, I agree for sure. But my, he's 6'4". Um, that's my thing. I mean, he if he's done pitching, which, again, it sounds like he might have to get another a second Tommy John here. You're not giving him more than 400. I don't care how good of a hitter he is. He's not Barry Bonds up there. He's not Mark McGuire. He's not any of those juice ball guys. Again, don't get me wrong. 44 home runs is impressive. I, say, I mean, he's at 44 bombs. That's right. And I mean, if he continues for this next month, if he continues to hit, you know, he's just not throwing, and the the hitting's still there. The the home runs keep coming. I mean, I think the I, team would would shell out at least four. I think four. I think I think they'd shell out four fifty with the hopes that he can still kind of throw. I mean, at the end of the day, you see it all the time, right? People go on the IL, people get Tommy John all the time, and come back and do fine. You know what I mean? You don't think there's a team that's going to be out there that says, "Yeah, I'll give you the five. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know you're going to come back, and you know what I mean. I believe you'll be back, I guess, and you'll okay. still pitch. You know what I mean? Or at least you got to give us that effort that you're still going to pitch right. too. Yeah, I think it's too early to tell right now. I think um, in the next the next couple of weeks we'll be telling if he actually plays, if he actually continues to perform, or if uh, again if that UCL ends up being bigger than what it is now, like they say, he's still going to be in the lineup. But if that turns out to get worse, I I don't see how you risk giving him four hundred mil to be your DH for the next year. And or then teach him to be an outfielder, which I guess he he was. I think when he first came up, I think he an was an outfielder. Yeah, they would throw him in the he outfield. Was playing so it's outfield, not like he'll yeah. be brand new to it. But again, I I don't see more than four hundred, and that's assuming he finishes this year out good. But again, if he opts out, opts in to get another Tommy John, he'll be out for next year, at least a majority of it. And I just I, yeah, I don't see him. It's so crazy, man. I mean, the amount of Tommy Johns that you see in the game nowadays, the amount of arm injuries that you see happen, it's kind of like you expect it to happen with everyone now almost. Especially with him. I mean, and not just because he's good and not just because he's been, you know, throwing the ball so well, but the dude's elite and he throws hard. So, like, every pitch. Every pitch. And I don't know, it's one of those things where, like, you see these guys throwing this hard and you're like, well, you know, let's hope his elbow doesn't give up. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much like a given. Well, it's only a matter of time till, right. till you know, you either has to go through it or, in, in some cases, has to go through it again. You know what I mean? Which sucks. How many people are you seeing now getting Tommy John twice? You know? I remember growing up, it was like you heard Tommy John and you were like, oh, crap, like this could be, you know, career-ending surgery. And now it's like, oh, cool, Tommy John, he's going to miss a year. Right. You know what I mean? That was like, that was like, okay, whatever. Not like, a ton of guys have come back and been elite after a second. I mean, obviously everybody knows of Nathan Evaldi and how the second Tommy John kind of helped him out a lot. But 
again, the next few weeks will be telling if he plays, how he plays, if he performs at the plate, if he gets any, if his elbow gets any worse. Um, yeah, this the month of September will be very telling. Not even, not just for the Angels, but I think all of baseball because that'll show you whether you're willing to risk four hundred million dollars in this guy or more, or more, or you know less, or you know. I don't know. Very interesting things. And Mike Trout going down again. I mean, that hurts again. I, I don't, I mean, honestly, an, if you're an Angels fan, I don't know how you do it. I, I, that's tough. It's tough news. I mean, I go I go back to the whole, you know, you should have traded him situation even more now than ever. Like, you just, you hurt your organization for a quick glimpse of hope, of hopeful, very, very hopeful success. For about a week of hope. You know what I mean? You hurt your organization even more than it was already hurt as far as prospects and getting rid of the guys that you did have. You know what I mean? For the little bit of excitement that you're trying to build up for the rest of this year. Now you have absolutely zero chance. I mean, I didn't think they had a chance to begin with, but now you absolutely have zero chance, right? Um, and and what happens next year? I mean, I guess does this kind of open up maybe an easier route for the Angels to maybe sign Otani next year? You know what I mean? Like, does it become maybe that easier because he's like, oh, I did get hurt, oh, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? But does it now give them maybe more of a chance to re-sign him and, you know, keep him with the Angels? Right. But again, does that help? It doesn't help at all. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, because they've had him and Trout the last few years, and they haven't even been close. If they re-sign him, unfortunately, we're going to see two of the greatest players in the game of baseball waste their career and in the in the Angels organization. Right. You know what I mean? And I guess maybe you hope that they make a playoff. You know what I mean? You hope that you get to see them in those kind of game situations because obviously you saw that in the World Baseball Classic. Those guys love it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Trout expressed how much he loved being in that kind of atmosphere. Otani obviously did, too. And, I mean, unfortunately, we might just never see it with these guys being in it, it, being in Anaheim. Right. You know and I mean, so, and it's sad to say, but it's realistic because they're not close. Like, they're not a dude away. They're not a pitcher away. They're not a – they need a brand-new team. They went into desperation mode uh, tried. I, believe, I believe, this weekend when they called up the guy that they drafted, their first – their first round, round pick. draft pick this year. I think he played what two, three weeks in Double A, not even Triple A. Yeah, just and full they on called him it. up. Called him up, and uh, I, you know, I literally haven't heard his name once. Yeah, I don't. Nolan Shaniel was drafted by the Angels forty days ago, which was, of course, last week. Or the news came out last week, and I can't. I mean, again, I saw that the day he got called up. Haven't seen his name popped up. Yeah, I haven't seen anything real exciting happen from him, so it's kind of again, what are you what are you doing? I guess you're hoping you sign Otani to a ten year deal, Mike Trout sticks around and you draft a couple of those guys and hope that they work. If that's the kind of future you're putting your organization on, I mean again, I'd hate to be an Angel fan. I'm sorry if you are one, but you're in a world of hurt for a long time in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, like I said, there's nothing there's nothing whether, in my eyes, that sh- has any glimpse of hope. Whether you sign him or not. Yeah. Whether you sign Otani or not. I guess it, I guess if you sign him, it gives you just a little bit more hope and a little bit more excitement to at least keep watching him. But. Well, it gives you more money. They're yeah, going to yeah. continue to sell his merchandise. Japanese companies are going to continue to advertise at Angel Stadium. So Artie's going to continue to get fat checks off of uh, Otani. That's, that's really, true. That's I mean, true. That's really the only bright side for the team. That's probably the only bright side they see out of re-signing him. 
Because they're not going to go out and sign anybody. They're not going to go get big names. They're not going to make trades like they should. Imagine if they ain't got no one to trade. They, exactly. <laughs> if they didn't trade him this year, they didn't trade him last year. Then I mean, he's a free agent, so now he they don't have a choice. Yeah, that's that's shitty. Shitty for Angel fans. Shitty for the game of baseball. I mean, you miss out on two of the greatest players in the game. You know what I mean? You've already pretty much seen Trout's career diminish over there. Hopefully, we don't see the same with Otani. You never know what'll happen. But that AL West. I mean, that AL West is getting intense. That AL, bro. The, the M's. The Seattle Mariners, bro, are fucking unreal right now. And, yeah, you know what? I will apologize because I didn't even think the Mariners had a fucking chance at sniffing the division. I thought they would maybe get in on a wild card. Maybe. If that, maybe the second, third wild card spot. They might win the fucking division. Bro, they're what? What are they, one game out right now? And Texas just lost again. Oh, yeah, Texas just lost again. I don't know what. Oh, the Astros got fucking whooped by the Red Sox today. They lost like 14 to 1 or something. The Mariners and the Astros are tied at this, are tied one game back of the Rangers right now. One, one game, game back. back. We were talking about Texas and Houston being the freaking <laughs> I know. that big series in September between the two. Seattle just crept up on everybody. On everyone. Because, I mean, they were they were a good amount of games back still. Well, since the last week we recorded about a week ago, their last 10 games, they're 8-2. and two. Texas is 2-8 and eight with an 8-game losing streak. And Jesus. Houston's 4-6 and six of those games, both under 500. And Seattle's just getting hot at the right time. We've been preaching that since the beginning, uh, you know, since when we started the podcast. All you need... Is to get hot at the right time, and is this the right time, or are they maybe a little early? No, I think this is perfect time. They have so much goddamn momentum right now; it's unbelievable. Because I mean, ever since the All Star game, they've really been playing fucking lights out. Honestly, Julio Julio Rodriguez all of a sudden started he playing, it out. He and it out. all of a sudden, this whole team is just unreal. Everybody from top to bottom, Julio starts playing, everybody else starts playing. They're like, okay, now yep, we can play. They see him go; they all go. It's crazy how one guy has that kind of an impact on a whole team. It's and, honestly uh, crazy. Everybody was talking about that sophomore slump that you know he was struggling big time. Well, he he definitely was. I mean, don't don't put that. You know what I mean? Don't just act like that didn't happen because the dude for the first half of the year was struggling. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I guess it kind of matters. I mean, nobody's gonna remember that if they fucking that's win the division. Yeah, that's true. If they win the division, nobody's gonna care what happened exactly. the first half of the season. They obviously did enough to kind of stay where they needed to stay. If they end up winning it, they did more than enough to do what they were supposed to do. So He went on that streak where he had nine hits and in a row and dude had hit a bomb in two games. Like it, I mean, Julio Rodriguez has been so hot these last few games. It's unreal. Um, yeah, like we said, they're tied for second. They're a game back of Texas in that division. And who would have thought? I definitely would have never pictured that. Texas and Houston getting cold. And Mariners getting hot. I mean, it's... It's fun, it's fun, it's fun to watch this. This next month of September for the AL West is going to be intense, man. And, get, and guess who they play for the next uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games. Oh, shit. They got an easy schedule, huh? The Mariners play Kansas City and Oakland. Kansas City, Oakland. Then you got the Mets and the Reds following that. And then it gets a little tough with the Rays, I guess. Um, and then the Angels. Angels, Dodgers. Oh, look who they finish out the month with, though. They finish out September with the Rangers, the Astros, and then the Rangers again. Oh my Holy god! Holy shit, that is gonna be fun to watch. That last two, that last week and a half, two weeks is gonna be intense. God, dude, that's gonna be exciting. I can't wait for that. But yeah, I mean, they're getting hot. They're getting hot. The other ones are getting cold. I mean, the Rangers. 
the the trades they made were obviously pretty decent trades. Yeah. Right. No, they went sure. and got Araldis Chapman. He's got like a two ERA. Uh, Jor- or yeah, Jordan Montgomery. Right. He's a uh, like two and one right now with the sub two ERA, and then Max Scherzer, I believe, is also two and one with like a two ERA or something like that that I saw earlier. Right. So, I mean, the trades worked out. They just aren't winning ball games. They just aren't winning ball games. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is, but. Again, they they decided to slump at the wrong time because those M's are coming and they're hungry. They got that little whiff of uh, playoff baseball last year and uh, they want to get want back. It. They yeah. want it, and they might not. Not only do they want it, but they want the fucking division. They don't want a wild card. They want the whole division. Well, which, I mean, if they win that, if they win that division, they get that first round bye. Which would be crazy, man. Which who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Literally a week ago, who would have thought the Mariners would win the division? I didn't. Hell no. I mean, it's uh, I, I had my doubts for sure. I mean, I knew they would. I thought they. I I for sure thought they would compete this year, no doubt. But, I mean, and I really didn't. I mean, they had been struggling literally all year. They were really a subpar team. They traded away their closer at the trade deadline. I didn't know what direction they were heading in, and. I mean, whatever it is, they figured it out, and they're winning ball games, and that's all that matters. That is, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? You'll see what happens here. Um, Baltimore going in. We're seeing highlights right here. Baltimore uh, putting it on the Blue Jays a little bit right now. Four, four to two, five to two. So that's a team that I'm very intrigued by and if it comes you know because they'll be there they'll be there at the end of the year well they'll definitely be there but how will they act how will they react in the postseason well, ex- well not even that but i don't think they're pitching i, I mean it's hard to say that when they're in first right they've yeah. won 78 games you know they got a plus 83 run differential but i just don't see that pitching uh their rotation really stepping up i don't see grayson rodriguez pitching a lights out game two or game three of you know the alds I don't know. Never and, know. You know, absolutely. You never know. And, you know, he might shove and shove it right up my ass. But I just don't see it. I don't see their pitching getting it done. I think they have one of the best lineups in all of baseball. I think they're stacked one through nine. But, I mean, Kyle Gibson's your ace. And Dean Kramer is your, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't see it. Kyle Bradish leads your team with a three ERA. I just don't see... That pitching rotation, that holding, rotation holding on all the way to the World Series. But then again, I don't know. The a, I mean, the Mariners have a really good pitching rotation and obviously have a better bullpen than I thought they did. But apart from that, I mean, Texas is struggling. Houston's struggling. The Twins are the Twins. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be na- very interesting to see who comes out of the AL when it's all said and done. Yeah. I mean, now that you put it all that way, honestly, I mean, you can definitely see the Orioles you know, sneaking away with all of it. Right, Take, no. Taking away the American League, you know what I mean, as a whole. So it's definitely going to be interesting seeing that. So they are winning right now, but, um, yeah, kind of going into that division a little bit there. The the AL East, obviously, you still have your somewhat juggernaut of a, of a division there. It seems like everybody's kind of falling back a little bit. I mean, What's Even, more of a juggernaut, the AL West or the AL East? Well, right now I would say the West. For I would say, well, I mean the East, just overall records and wins and things of that sort, right? Is Houston better than Toronto? Uh, In the five-game series, who would you rather have? Or who do you think would win that series? I, I'd take Houston. Houston over Tampa Bay? That one would be tough. Well, that, 
that one would be tough. I think I think uh, the pitching might help Houston, might give Houston the edge a little bit there because Shane McClanahan did go down. And right? he's out for the year. So he's uh, that's an that's an arm that was that was a Cy Young candidate that you had over there that you no longer have, right? So that's definitely going to make an impact when it comes to uh, finishing out the postseason and kind of moving in that direction, right? I, I just think that. Um there's a new beast in the AL, and it's not the East. I think the AL West, man, is insane. Because, I mean, realistically, it's really a two-team race for the division, you know, in the AL East. But that AL West, it's a three-team divi- uh, three-team race. And who knows, man? I think I think uh, the West is a little better right now. Well, I mean, as far as, like, just overall competition, I guess you could kind of say. But... When your Blue Jays are in third place right now at 70 and 57, right? Your Rangers are in first place at 72 and 55. You know what I mean? The Red Sox are at 68 and 60. You know what I mean? Like, the Yankees are really as bad as the Angels. The Yankees are, yeah, the Yankees are really, really not having a good year. Like, not having a good year. I don't know the last time that I've seen the Yankees. I don't know that I can ever remember a year this bad for the Yankees. No, I don't have neither. But it is worth mentioning that Aaron Judge is back in – well, he's been back in healthy, but – Four bombs in 24 four hours. Four bombs in 24 hours. And let me just give you this. Aaron Judge over 72 games this season, which, again, not consecutive because he was hurt for a while, but in 72 games that he's played – 27 home runs, 54 RBIs, 55 runs. Aaron Judge threw his first 72 games last season, 28 home runs, 57 RBIs, and 60 runs. He's basically doing the same thing as last season. He just missed a big chunk. Which sucks. It sucks, and I mean... If he stays healthy, this team might not be as derailed as it is now. I oh, mean, they, hell they, no. They still might be. Who knows? But nah, no way. I think, I think it hurt. I think what's hurting them... Now is just that they've been in that bad slump with him missing. Yeah. That it's just hard for the rest of the guys to kind of get out of that. You right. know what I mean? Like, we've sucked with you gone. And, yes, now you're back, but we, we've we've sucked. Again. Like, all our energy is gone. All our energy has been gone. Like Again, it's a, and it's a bright – it's a good and bad thing that um, he's as good as he is because when he's good and he's healthy and he's playing – He carries the team. The team's good and the team's competing, but – the fact that we have to rely so much on that one player fucking is bad. Because we see he misses time. We've seen it the last two years now. Or, yeah, no, not even two, three years. He misses time and the team just falls apart. And that's really not good. Especially when you have other other veterans on the team like a Stanton and LeMayhews and the Baiters and the Rizzos. Like, and even Glaber. Glaber's not a fucking rookie anymore. Like, yeah, he's, he's you shouldn't be best. this bad without Aaron Judge, without one player. Like, a whole team should not collapse if they're missing their star player. The Texas Rangers lost Corey Seager, who I think is their best player, right? For sure. And they fucking played. I still mean, had that. Yeah. Still held that division. Exactly my point. Like, I don't I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Um, sticking in that division, though, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, we mentioned this last week uh, when uh, Wander Franco Wander, was. Wander, my man, Wander. When he was placed on uh, administrative Admin- leave. And uh, I got a tweet here saying a person very close to the Wander Franco investigation claims that it's very unlikely, quote unquote, that Franco will ever play in MLB again. God, that's so shit. And it's worth mentioning that the tw- that the Rays are like 
taking down everything that has to do anything, with Wander any Franco. picture, anything with his name on it. Everything's getting taken down at the stadium and even around the stadium. Yeah, dude. Um, so so that's not a see. good sign. That's not a good sign of how this investigation is going. Again, it's no longer just an MLB investigation. The Dominican Republic authorities are getting involved. Um, so, yeah, it's not not looking good at all for the kid. Um Again, it's the the Tampa Bay Rays franchise player. He's. Been, yeah, I wish I wish I could I wish we could like legit legitly just sit and talk with him and be like, bro, did you know she was fourteen? I mean, like, like I mean, like seriously, did you know she was fourteen and you still said fuck it? Like, I'm just gonna ruin everything that I fucking have. I'm I, gonna ruin this contract. I'm gonna ruin this opportunity. <laughs> I'm legit one of the best shortstops in the game of baseball in the in in all of baseball in right all of now. Major league baseball. And I'm going to say fuck this for a 14-year-old. 22 years old. He signed his uh, 11 years, $182 million. Uh, I believe that was last year, last winter. Can't remember when it was. Uh, it was. I think it was last winter. It was, uh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, again. I don't like, know. seriously. He how was, how stupid do you have to he be? He was 22 years. Well, he is 22 years old. And he was going to get paid until he was 32. Again, I don't know how that works with his money, assuming he gets charged with whatever it is. Like I said, I'm sure there's some kind of clause in there that says, yeah, you fucked up. Like, you're not getting paid shit. Yeah. I mean, I would assume so. I can't imagine that they give him all whatever's left on his contract. Um, but, again, not, things are not looking good for him. Uh, I don't know, man. That it's uh, It surprises me how stupid some of these guys can be. I mean that like I, like I how, like how does how does any of that make sense? Like how are you how are you going to say yeah, I'm going to choose this knowing the fact that I can get in trouble and lose everything that I have. Everything. Everything that I've worked for since I was probably a little kid. I'd imagine living cuz he's from the Dominican Republic, right? right? Those guys live those guys eat, sleep and drink baseball. Like it's literally all they do. And he ha- he's the one who uh well, I think Javier Baez, Javier Baez does too, but he has the MLB logo tatted on his neck. Like, what do you, like, I don't, how how in the world do you put yourself in this kind of a situation? I don't know. I mean, I, how, again, do you, how do you sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to do this and, and just forego everything that I have done in my life to get to this point that I'm at now? To be considered one of the greatest players, to be up there, to have the opportunity, I guess I should say, to be one of the greatest players in the game of baseball, and I'm going to ruin it over a 14-year-old. Over a 14-year-old, I, I don't get it. I don't either. I mean, in God, my head, dude. none of it makes sense either. Uh, kind of, It's kind of like, like the John Morant situation in basketball. Yeah. No, right? no, it's, no, I know, it's a little different. Well, I, it's, it's a little different in the fact that John Morant wants to be gangster so bad for whatever stupid reason because he all of a sudden has money, wants to be flashing guns and everything. Right. Like what in the world makes you think that what you're doing is the right idea? I don't know. Like, I, I don't why? Know, I don't know if that just comes with being young and rich. Again, I wish I was in a position to know what it was like to have 192 or $182 million until for the next 10 years. I wish I knew what that even felt like. But I, I, I don't understand Wander Franco messing around with little girls. I mean, I get it. You know, he's a male. He's a young guy. He's probably was single or is single or whatever the case may be but you live in florida of all places too like why are you messing around with little girls you have i bet all the women you could possibly want and have of age in florida i got i don't know in my head i just don't see how you can fuck up that bad 
How you well, can... that's that's what I'm saying. It's just it's so stupid, man. It's it's all for all for instant gratification and all for for the now, all for the whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like how do you not? Again, like you're saying, right? We haven't been in that. We haven't been in those shoes. We don't know what exactly that feels like. But me, like, I wouldn't think whether I have. Whether I have a thousand dollars in my account or a hundred million dollars in my account, I don't think that's going to change the fact that I'm not going to fucking ruin my life over a fourteen-year-old girl. Fourteen-year-old girl, yeah. And like, how the fuck does that make sense? I don't, makes no sense. Makes zero sense to me. And like I said, this is the Rays franchise player. This is the guy that's gotten the biggest contract in their history. This is the guy that they put, you know, all their chips in the middle for. I mean. He's been their top. He was the top prospect in MLB, I believe, for two consecutive seasons before he finally got called up. So I mean, he I don't know. He knew what he he knew who he was on the team. He knew his role. He knew he was their shortstop for the next decade, and he just pissed it all away. Again, nothing's been you know set in stone. He hasn't been charged with anything legally yet. I was gonna say I hope that's I really do hope that something comes out and you know no it was wrong and it was all just. You know, allegations um, yeah. that there was no which truth could to. happen. Could I mean, happen. Hope I pray to God it happens because we. There, I mean, there's been a lot of situations where things like that have happened, where you know someone wants to get rich quick and they do what they need to. But I mean, what the what people are saying online, what the Rays are doing off the field, like it's just not a good look yeah, for him. It doesn't look good at all. I mean. We'll see. Obviously, as that continues to unravel, hopefully sooner than later we get some answers from him. But, yeah, that's a uh, – God, dude, just that whole situation kind of eats at me in general, man. Guys be putting amazing, amazing shit situations, and they just shit all over it like like they're above everything else. You know what I mean? Stupid to see. Stupid to see. Very stupid. But, yeah. I mean, obviously, kind of sticking with the theme there, the Braves still carrying that East. I mean, it's Matt Olsen, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, uh, Orlando Arcia, Sean Murphy, top to bottom. Man, that's going to be fun to watch them. Charlie Morton went out and struck out, what, 11 or 12 the other night? Something like that. I mean, like, just unreal. Charlie Morton's still out there K-ing people like it's nothing. And you he goes I mean. he goes so untalked about all year. Like nobody ever talks about how good Charlie Morton actually is. For but that he team. Can, he continues to put up numbers year after year. Honestly, for being how old he is and for being the kind of pitcher he is, dude's crafty. Dude knows how to pitch, man. And he really just goes out there and fucking works every single time, every time, man. Yeah, that team. I mean, like we've said, you know, I know we said it last podcast, and I'm sure we've said it a few times. Uh, it's really the the. Atlanta Braves World Series to lose. Like, I mean, it's not even close to any other team being as good as them. They're by far the best team in baseball. I mean, yeah, uh, Charlie Morton's stats, he's 39 years old. He has won 13 games. I mean, he's lost 10, sure. Has a 3-3 ERA. But, again, like you said, he just knows how to go out there. A 3-3 ERA, for most people that are listening, a 3-3 ERA is still pretty good. I mean... Well, I think he's their fourth or fifth starter for any starter. Honestly, well, yo, no, I you're mean, right. For any starter in in, in the major leagues, a a, th- a low threes ERA is really good. When you're getting sub three into that mid to low twos, like that's unbelievable numbers. Like you're having an unbelievable year with that kind of an ERA. A good like a good a good season. Charlie Morton win lose the win or lose. Obviously, he wants to win the World Series, but 
uh, uh, whether they win or they lose, Charlie Morton can definitely cough it up and say, I gave these I gave these guys everything I could. I put up really good numbers this year, and I did my job for this team. He's thrown 141 innings, which is a lot of fucking innings. I mean, I mean, obviously there's those young bucks like the Striders who have thrown more and Garrett Cole and guys like that, but we're talking about a guy who's 39 years old and still so effective and so effective for his team that – I mean, he go, he go, he doesn't miss starts. Like the dude goes out there and pitches. That's, He's there. He's always there. Um. So yeah. Again. Um, In that division, two Philadelphia man, they've gotten hot. Also, this is a team that hardly nobody talks about. You don't see a lot of news on. But these guys are leading the NL wild card race right now. They're two and a half games up on the Chicago Cubs, um, and. You know what I mean? They're playing some good ball, 69 and 58. They're definitely up there for consideration again. I mean, they made it all the way to the World Series last year as we talked. And, I mean, they're making that push again to to say, hey, just because, you know what I mean, we can't necessarily, I guess, keep up with them. If we get to a seven-game series, Who knows? you never know what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Trey Turner, Trey Turner continues to uh, just be lights out. I mean, we saw that. We talked about it last week. He got that ovation, and he has not cooled off since. He really saw what it was like to have a you know a city behind him and realized that I'm signed here. I think it's an 11 year or 12 year contract. He's gonna be there for a long. He's gonna time. be there for a long time, and I think Philly fans know like, hey, instead of shitting on this guy, like we don't really have much of an option to like him or not like him. So let's try to fucking get him to figure it out. His last 15 games, he's batting 344, 21 hits, four home runs, 10 RBIs. Has 13 stolen bases. Again, batting 344 in the last 15 games. I mean, that's the kind of guy they were expecting to have. He didn't. He was. He wasn't there all year. Which you know, hey, be it what it be. But hey, same thing like we talked about. You got a guy. You got a guy you're relying on. He and he got hot. He's getting hot right at the right time. Shit. You take that Trey Turner into the postseason. I'm happy. Absolutely. I'm 100 percent happy. I'm taking that Trey Turner. I don't you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not mad about it. Milwaukee's leading the NL Central. Obviously, we talked about the Cubs have the second wild card spot. Um, that division obviously is pretty much over. I would say. I mean, the Reds are three and a half games back still, and uh, they're still. Let me double check here. The Reds are. Ooh. In third or what? They're tied. Oh yeah, they're in that third wild card spot. Uh, with man, that eight that and that wild card always seems to be the wild card to watch. Yeah. It seems like there's always five long, or six yeah. teams that are in the hunt to you know make that change. Cause Philly right now has a two two and a half game lead on the Cubs. The Cubs have a half game lead on Cincinnati. Cincinnati has a half game lead on Arizona and San Francisco. And then Miami's at two games back, and San Diego's at six. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's really – I'm not counting San Diego out yet. Six games seems like a lot, but it's not. I mean, really all it takes is a good week. We saw what the Mariners did in about a week, week and a half. And, I mean, we still have a month of baseball left. I mean – Anything can happen anything right there. Anything can really anything happen. Anything can happen right there. It's very, very exciting to watch that that race too. Um, one thing I do want to bring up with the Central, did you see uh, Pete Alonso's Freaking clown ass the other day against the Cardinals. Mason Wynn gets his first hit, and Pete Alonso chucks the ball. He, he he apologized and made it seem like he wasn't even thinking he had bro, a brain fart. Bro, you're that, you're that clown. He fucking hucked that Yeah, thing. he didn't just, like, toss it over the net. Like, he, he literally threw that thing. He was trying to hit probably the third deck with that ball. Like, you don't ever see – again, I mean – I haven't been to a major league game this year. I've been to, you know, a good amount in my life, though. I see a lot of baseball on TV. And I never see a guy who just gets a hit and they throw the ball into the third deck of a field. Like, no, they don't. 
I don't know how he, that's. He's that clown. He's, yeah. I, I swear, people. I swear, the majority of the league hates this guy. Um, but yeah, dude. How do you? How do you? Like, how does? How do you just sit there and make any sense of that? Yeah. And then want to turn around and apologize and be like, "Oh, my bad, my bad." Like, no, my bad, nothing. Like, yeah. Like, what are you talking he gave, about? Um, he did give him a bottle of tequila and a signed bat. I would have been like, the fuck do I want the sign bat for? I would have broke that bat in front of his face. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> fucking want this. <laughs> or drop the tequila bottle in yeah. front of what the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Pete Alonso not some... I mean, don't oh get me wrong. He's God. a good player, and he's an all-star in the game and stuff like that. But to give up a sign bat and make it seem like it's... Oh, I don't know. In my head, I wouldn't have been okay with that. Like, yeah. Like, that's my first base, uh, my first major league hit, and you just fucking hucked that thing into yeah. the third deck. He, like, crow hopped it, got into it. He got fucking everything into that throw. <laughs> he did a freaking uh, Trevor Bauer when he yeah, chucked that ball in Kansas yeah. City. <laughs> exactly that. That's literally what it seemed like. <laughs> I don't understand it. I mean, oh, again, man. usually you'll see them just kind of huck it over, you know, to the little Billy in the third row behind yeah. the dugout. Try to just get it yeah, over the net. Yeah, try to just get it fall net. right over. No, this dude was, he was trying to get it out of the stadium. <laughs> he was like, I'm ready for all this, dude. Yeah, he was, was He was waiting for that moment, I swear. He was waiting for it. Um, but, yeah, so you have, obviously, Milwaukee leading the Cubs in Cincinnati right now, currently in those second and third wild card spots. So seeing that race finish out will be fun, too. And then, like we said, Arizona and San Francisco are right behind them for, you know, fighting their way in there. Again, we talk about it all the time. San Francisco, the team that they are, the way that they build, the way that they play the game, they're always there. And they're your best friend, there. Paul DeYoung, was picked up by the San Francisco Giants, was released uh, by the Blue Jays, literally. As soon as Bo Bichette got healthy, they got rid of Paul DeYoung. Don't blame him. Um, I mean, he had like what forty four at bats or something like that that like I saw. Two hits or something. Yeah, had like two hits. But, and then uh, all of a sudden, he goes to San Francisco, plays one game, hits a home run, and now everybody thinks, uh, "Oh, Paul DeYoung is the greatest no, shortstop in the fucking game." No, no stop. No, he had he went three for four with. Oh, the bomb. sorry, my bad. So uh, Paul DeYoung with the Blue Jays and forty four at bats had three hits. He had three hits in his first game with the Giants. Oh, um, yay! I do think Paul DeYoung will figure it out with San Francisco because I think San Francisco knows how to develop players. They know how to coach up players. I mean, we see it every year. They're always in the mix with a team that nobody knows more than two or three guys on their team. So I do believe Paul DeYoung is going to find find it in San Francisco. Watch. I well, really do believe it. I don't believe it because I've seen this story play year in and year out with this guy. He shows up. He has a good week, week and a half. You know, he's playing lights out, hitting home runs, doing this, doing that, and then all of a sudden you don't hear of him for the next, you know, six months because he's going old for eternity and can't seem to see the baseball even if someone was to front toss it to him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, well, does he have a lot to prove before I say, okay, yeah, maybe San Francisco did figure something out with this guy? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a whole lot for me to say that because, again, I see it year in, year out. It happens all the time. Then they send him down. Then they bring him back up. And, oh, two weeks. And, oh, my God, Paul DeYoung is back. And, oh, he's ready to go. And then again, oh, for the century. And it's like, what just happened? Okay, well, let's send you back to the minor leagues one more time. See if this works. Okay, now we bring him up. And it's just one revolving door that keeps happening. So, I mean, does this surprise me? No. Am I going to say that all of a sudden the Giants are going to figure something out with him? No. Can they? Yeah, sure. I'm sure somebody fucking can. I mean, the guy's obviously a major leaguer, and obviously he's got some talent, but 
it's going to take a whole lot more than one game for me to say, yeah, the Giants really got something here. I just don't think uh, St. Louis knows how to develop players. Well, St. Louis is also in a, has its own fucking problems that they need to figure out over there. One, getting rid of John Mosellek, and two, getting rid of Ollie Von Moll right now. Yeah, speaking of getting rid of um, the White Sox cleared house, uh, they got rid of their president and their vice president. Um, and before White Sox fans get all happy and, you know, they've been looking for this kind of change for a while now, I believe they're hiring in-house. So they're bringing in another guy who knows how things have been run and probably going to run things the exact same. He knows the owner. He knows how the owner doesn't like to spend money. So I don't think the White Sox are really in a much better spot than they were before they fired these guys. Um, well, you would hope that the owner would want something different. Well, the owner's also like 90 years old, so I don't think he's trying to rebuild in the next two years that he has, has of his life. Um, I I heard somewhere that, yeah, he's not looking to rebuild, but at this point you don't really have options, dude. I'm like, uh, if you're not looking to rebuild, then you're looking to spend some money, it sounds like. Uh, they did bring back Tony La Russa, though. Yeah, for like some kind of counseling or... I don't, I don't know what the fuck he is. I think yeah, like some advisor. Some like input guy. Or yeah, some shit. advisor or something. I don't know what official title they gave him, but yeah, they brought him. Did you see, have you seen pictures of that guy? Yeah, he's old as shit. Dude looked like he aged freaking 40 years from last year to this year. Well, he's probably watching the White Sox play. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to watch that team. But God, to, to age that much from when he was coaching them to now, like, it seems like he went through something. Like, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, he doesn't look good, and I, again, I don't know what they brought him in for, but he it, it doesn't matter. I mean, they they fired uh, their vice president, his name was Ken Williams, and again, I believe they're going with someone in house, someone that's been in the organization. So, I don't know how much really changes for that team. Again, their owner is like 80 something years old and doesn't spend money. So, well, he's either gonna have to spend it or start rebuilding. So, you decide, buddy. You decide because I'm pretty sure White Sox fans are tired of you guys. Also, if you guys have eighty-seven years old, oh, that's that that's better. Eighty-seven years old. I mean, he doesn't have a lot left in the tank, unfortunately. But again, who knows? Maybe firing. I mean, at least they fired someone. (laughs) That's true. At least they're doing something. Yeah, I seen something (laughs) that the Yankees officially now have the only guy, the only president that's been with the team for longer than like twenty years or something like that. Brian Cashman's been with them since, like, the 90s and has won one World Series. I think he got there after the 99 World Series. He might have been there since 2000. So he got the one in 2001, yeah. which was pretty and, much and a carry. I, I guess, nine, or, I mean, not 19, oh, no, nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, nine. Yeah, oh, nine. You're right, yeah. But again, Congratulations. You got, you got, I'll give you one because the one from 01 was probably what was built from, you know, the 99 World Series that they had. Well, exactly that. It was a team, I mean... That just kind of carried over. The teams from the 90s, the Yankees from the 90s, was a team that he did not construct and did not put together. He, What he's done is brought the analytics to the team, and it's been horrible. So, again, at least the White Sox fired someone and kind of made it kind of seem like they were trying to make a change. But, yeah, Brian Cashman has got to go, too. When does someone realize that this whole analytics thing might not be what's working for you guys? You probably still got to have a feel for the actual game. Yeah. 
You still got to have a feel for chemistry. You still got to have a feel for guys and have who's on your team. Baseball, yeah. um, who's on the team, how they mesh together, do they work well together, do they not, why, you know, things of that sort. That stuff is also very important. Very. Um, speaking of people who don't have a feel for baseball, Steven Strasburg. Will not be feeling a baseball will again. Will not be feeling a baseball ever again. I feel um, bad for that guy, man. He went down. He uh, reported is now ready to call it a career. He was out with uh, thoracic outlet syndrome, which you know, I'm gonna be honest with you, I have no idea really what it is. <laughs> uh, some kind of severe nerve damage and experienced pain, tingling, and numbness while trying to stay in shape. So basically, it kind of sounds like what I play with every day in Sunday league. So <laughs> I mean. I don't know why he's calling it a career. The only difference is he's making uh, $245 million for the next eh, one, two, three, four, four years. He'll still be getting paychecks of $23 million. Even if you retire, they got to pay you out? Uh, like, that's moves. that's your choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works. Oh, I do know how that works, actually. I saw a tweet from Bob Nightingale explaining what they do now with... Uh, I understand if it's like a Bobby Bonilla situation where you just shit the bed and I don't want you here anymore, so I'm going to pay you out over the next 20 years. Or you get in a car accident and your legs are amputated. Like, that's not your fault. That's true. Uh, Steven Strasburg will continue will continue be paid, to be paid $35 million annually through 2026 with about $11.4 million deferred each year. He then will receive $26.6 million in 2027, 2028, and 2029 in his own deferred payments. The contract was not insured, leaving the Nats on the hook for his entirety. Oh, ouch. So. That's just uh, bad uh, management there that didn't. Uh, I guess that's not something you. I guess I, I bet a lot of people don't insure their contracts. I wouldn't think so. You know I mean, what I mean? I wouldn't think you have to. Yeah, I wouldn't think that's something you kind of expect. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, all jokes aside, though, Steven Strasburg is uh, hanging him up. He was a three-time All-Star. He won the championship in 2009. Was the MVP of that World Series. Um, he was 2019's MLB First Team. Uh. I wouldn't think he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe he is again. Nah, I think he missed the cut too many. I don't think he's played enough full seasons to be considered a Hall of Famer. Right. Unfortunately, I mean, he's got Hall of Fame stuff. Definitely had the ability to be a Hall of Famer, with no doubt. But uh, he just how many full seasons did he actually play? I don't know. I'm trying to find his full stats here real quick. You know what I mean? Like how many times did he actually go out and give you, you know, an outing? Oh, right here, Steven Strzok. Well, I don't know about completed years, but. Uh, he ends his career with 113 wins and 62 losses, which is really good. Has a 3-2-4 career ERA and has struck out 1,723. And his postseason ERA was a 1.46. So maybe he gets in. He might be one of those guys on like his ninth or 10 year, kind of gets voted in at the end. But I don't see it. I mean, I don't either. I mean, so he comes up in 2010, 12 games. Comes up in 2011, five games. From 2012, I guess, to 2019, he did have a pretty good run. So he's got about seven years there where 28 games, 30, 34, 23, 24, 28, 22, and 33. So not bad, I guess. Those 
you know, those 22, 24, 23s obviously missed a little bit of time there. Had two seasons over 30, or three seasons, I guess you could say, over 30 starts. Um, and then that was pretty much it, so. Hey, banners fly forever. You know, those will always hang in the field. Because of him, they won the World Series. They do have that one. And he's got his wild card uh, or his World Series MVP, so that can't be taken away from him. Exactly. Again, I mean, in my, I think it was really bad. I think it was a really bad contract. I understand they were coming off the World Series and that brilliant performance, but the dude was always hurt. Yeah. Um, it was just a risk you knew you were going to take. It's like a DeGrom type of thing. You know yeah. it's a risk when you sign them. Um, obviously, neither of them have paid out, paid up until this point, so... But again, nevertheless, banners fly forever. They, he does have that World Series. Washington, D.C. will always have that World Series because of him. So you can't really complain too much about it other than you have to pay this guy about $23 million every year for the next four years. Which is shitty as an organization. Especially it's a lot of money that you're not getting used. Especially for an organization that's um, struggling. Doing, you know, yeah. they're, not, they're not really near competing. They're not really a guy or two away. Um, and this is a lot of money that they're going to have to eat for the next couple of years. You yeah. know, this is money that could go towards another player, another couple players even. But, again, I mean, what do you do about it? Recorded 31 innings pitched after signing that seven-year, $245 million deal in December of 2019. So, COVID year would have been his first year with that contract, yeah. correct? Yep, 2020. Yeah. So, I mean, not, I mean, it didn't pay off at all. Oh, that sucks. Again, a great pitcher. Definitely had Hall of Fame capabilities. I personally think he misses it. I don't think he gets put in uh, just because the short stint of time. And, uh, I mean, a lot of time was spent on the IL, unfortunately. You know what I mean? But Well, I mean, that's kind of going through everything. That's kind of got us going, getting ready for this next month of baseball, getting us started, uh, you know, as this push gets even more and more intense there. Any last words you got there, Carlos, man? Yeah, fire Brian Cashman. Those are my last words. I'll oh. say it. I'll say it until the end of time. Until he's gone, I don't think they'll fire him mid-year. Hopefully, this off season is something you know we got to look forward to. But yeah, those are my. Oh, one last thing. After going, after undergoing multiple medical tests over the past couple of weeks, Alec Manoa is set to rejoin the Blue Jays Triple A team. Yay! So I don't know what he went down for. Probably obesity, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to see he's back in AAA. Oh, and one final thing. Um, Roki Saki. I don't know you guys, a lot of people probably don't remember him. He threw in the, for Team Japan the World Baseball Classic. It's like the 21-year-old, right? Yeah, he's like a, supposed to be the next phenom. Throws like 110 or something. Yeah. Uh, very skinny, tall, lean kid with big old Dumbo ears. Um, <laughs> tore his oblique while having oh. the host, historic season in Japan. Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people are blaming Drake. Um, Drake was wearing Otani's All-Star Game jersey, in case you didn't know. This was before August 3rd. Oh, I saw that, yeah. I saw August that. 3rd, Otani leaves uh, leaves his start early with a hand cramp. The 13th, he experiences arm fatigue and misses a start. The 23rd, leaves start early with arm fatigue again. And then the 24th, diagnosed with the torn UCL. For those of you that don't know, go look up Drake and all of his uh, sports support. And uh, I'm sure if you Google the Drake curse, you're going to yeah. find a pretty hefty list of. Uh, there's there's some there's some pretty interesting things there that may really make you think. You know what I mean? I get it, a coincidence here and there, but 
when this track stuff, record not when good. this stuff happened you got a track record like that guy that list is is not small to say the least so uh, if you ever see Drake uh, you know supporting any of your uh, players or teams or teams you're uh, you're probably in a bad spot you might want to I don't know find some other team to root for because uh, things are not going to be looking good for you <laughs> Good old Drake. Well, we appreciate all of you guys again. Uh, follow, share, uh, you know, spread the word out. Let people know that we're out here. Uh, we appreciate you guys giving us a listen. Any feedback, like we always say, is greatly appreciated. But until next time, we hope to catch you guys there, and we hope you enjoy the rest of the season that's to come. Thank you very much. Fire Cashman. Whoa.